There's no limit to your power and authority. You extend your greatness throughout the entire universe. Miracles are seen throughout the land. From misty clouds, you bring wind and rain. The sky thunders at your command. No other God can compare. Jehovah, you are wonderful, and your name endures forever. Amen. Amen. So, how's everybody doing out there? <laughs> um, I'm a little tired this morning, kind of the first day back after a very, we've been gone off the air for over a week now. It's been about a week and a half. Yes. I missed it. A little bit. I enjoyed sleeping in. I don't know about you. <laughs> I did a little bit too. I mean, um, but I'm one of them guys anyway. Like, uh, even if I could sleep in, sometimes I can't sleep past a certain point in the morning. So once, like, my, once my son would get up and start rattling around, making a bunch of noise, and I'm like, oh damn, I'm up no matter what. So um, then I'm like stir crazy, especially being having to be in a house and not be able to leave. Yeah, but you cleaned up your apartment, and it looks like <laughs> someone lives there now, instead of, yeah. Instead of someone, like someone's just moving in? <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's good. Um, yeah, anyway, uh, how was your quarantine, Jesse? Um, I got a lot of rest. Um, I got a lot of rest. I actually had, I had a positive COVID reading, so according to the test, I had COVID-19, and it was kind of uh, it was a kind of a bizarre experience because I lost my taste and my smell for like a week, and so I mean I really you don't really feel like eating when you can't taste anything. No, and like they, they <laughs> say like ninety percent of your or actually it was eighty percent of what you eat is what what you uh, can like smell. It's, it's part of your smell, and you right. could, if you can't smell or taste, then it's like you know. No. Yeah, it was bizarre, and so it was. It was a it was a different experience, but you know, like I I had been wanting some more uh, time with the Lord, which I got. I got plenty of time with God, um, and I got to catch up on all the sleep I've been missing since we started this radio station. Well, that's good. <laughs> so I feel pretty good. I can feel pretty rejuvenated. Um, you know, I don't I don't know. I I didn't have a hard time with it. I I actually watched a couple movies, which is like that's a like weird for me because I never sit down and watch TV and I let myself just relax and I did some workouts from home and um you know I don't know I kept myself busy that's so. good I, I mean I kept myself busy but uh I go I'm like one pace one I go one speed you know so I'm, it's like you know and, yeah, I, and yeah. I, I get everything done like in like the first two hours that I'm supposed to last and pace myself over for three days so I'm like just going stir crazy <laughs> yeah. so what do i do you know um i start fiddling around with uh you know i've been meaning to get my home studio thing set up so i have that all set up now and working like properly stuff that i don't have done here at the station yet but um <laughs> but i got that going and that was that was a well that was like that was a little mind consuming a little time consuming because right. it's still the same kind of problems we had here where you're kind of like kind of wing it you know right and so and finally, I just like take the time. I watch uh, watch YouTube, man. That's you know, my son, who's five years old, gave me the best advice in the world. Whenever I didn't know how to do something, I'm like, I don't know how to do. Well, just watch YouTube, Dad. <laughs> I just like looked at you know. Right. He said, that, you know, and I was just thinking, you're right. So though. much wisdom. There's a YouTube. There's a YouTube channel for everything. Yep. 
Until I don't do anything. Everyone, yeah, so, everyone's an expert. Yes, and so I mean, now I kind of can get where he's coming from when it comes to uh, his whole I'm just going to watch YouTube thing. But um, yeah, we're going to take a short break. And when we get back, we got, we're going to discuss our whole experience with COVID and what our thoughts are about it. I, I got some pretty uh, strong opinions. Strong opinions about what COVID is. And. Um, and we, our show is called Turn to Truth, so you know. So we're, we're gonna be spitting some truth today, guys. Yes, we'll be right back. This is 100.7 FM, the club. Manipulation. Lives versus. Based on our own experiences. Because. This can get like. I'll also too because like it's you know. I should have been positive. Yeah, but I mean like yeah like so. No. How is it that like there's some of us that could be asymptomatic? You know, everyone's body is different. Not everyone's going to react I know. Like, uh, and if you already have antibodies for it, then it that's, that, that's the thing about coronavirus. Um, once you build up antibodies, your body doesn't retain them. So you know, we researched it last night. That's one thing because me and Greg were talking about this for like five minutes. I said, "Well, we're going to talk." I said, "We're going to talk about manipulation." I said, "Like the media and all that stuff." That's not how it works with viruses, though. That's what I said. I said that can't be possible, Greg. He said, "He said I, that's why he said that. he said that's why." I'm Where did you get your information? He was he was just uh, going off of like a lot of different things. Can't go off the CDC and you can't go off the WHO and you can't go off anything from the FDA. It was and on all the, of it's BS. Well, yeah, they're gonna give you false information. Well, that's it. Where's the truth at? You can't find it from the government. You can't find it, it from the medical it department. It has to be independent, not like. It has and to be and, and, and independent sources. And the independent sources will get rebuked by the government. So, what, you, know, what is the you, truth? You know, See, that, that's government. what we're talking about. That's, that's what we're talking about. Dude. That's what we're being Greg. Greg's like, I cannot find one confirmed death where every symptom from it was like straight coronavirus that was the cause of it. I said, I'm sure, I'm sure there is. I said, but I mean, like, it's gotta be. He said, no, you no, either had to have a pre pre-existing condition, or you had to. He said, or you, you had to have weakened immune system. He said, so. He said, so. Um, boy, he's talking about the elderly, like that. That's not. Yeah. Uh, the pre-existing and uh, like he's naming all the pre-existing conditions. Do you have bruising on? No, that's a shadow. So I seen that when you were talking, like the shadow from your microwave it was like a bruising from the same one. Even if it was, I was just like, wow, that's a big bruise. It just looked like a big bruise. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. And they've discovered that they there's medication that helps it. That even if you have pre-existing conditions, that hydro like uh, whatever. It's hydrochloroquine, zinc, and something else, yeah. but they don't let doctors use it. Like you have to be, you have to go rogue to be able to use that, and you like, but they won't support it. Like even though they've done, there's been hundreds and hundreds of cases where someone's elderly, someone has diabetes or whatever, and they give them those three things, and they're completely healed. 
Well, let's get and they, they take it free. They take it preemptively. The doctors and all like, and, and they don't get sick ever. Well, when the doctor comes in and swap me, he didn't have a mask on or a gloves. He just come put it in my nose and. And that depends on the doctor because everyone at Stanford has to full body freaking. The nurses mask. did. Yeah, but it's just overkill, overkill. Bismarck Mandan Station for oh. Hip Hop with Hope. This is Club Radio 100.7. I feel like we're not. You said you lost taste and smell. Before I went to jail in um, February, before I had to go sit for the driving expenses, um, there was like a four or five day stretch where I just felt just, just sluggish down and like. Man, I don't just like everything's just catching up. I, mean, I thought it was just like you know, because like I crash like that all the time because of like this all the way I'm going, you know. Like my body just at some time just says, "Hey, man, so I'm gonna go back." Right. Or you, like, you just need to rest your body, you know, and just chill. Okay. And so I thought that was like one of them times where I was just like you know, okay, you've been stressing me. Cause like I started packing my, my trailer well before I knew I was in, inside my wall. I know it's just coming, I'm not even worried about it. I'm gonna start packing stuff up and have ready for when that's coming. And um, I, I got sick. I literally laid in bed for like two days. I get up and like eat some soup, drink some, like, uh, some tea or something and some orange juice. And then I go lay back down. And then uh, I just remember Victoria coming there after like being on one of her little uh, escapades in Margo for like five days and then she come walking in she's like, you're sick? Well, I don't want to get sick and it's take the power. I walk back with all the you know, but I just like, I remember I couldn't smell nothing, but I could taste, I could still taste a little bit, but I couldn't smell nothing. When you said that you didn't last your sense of smell, I was just like, oh, okay, that must be part of what was going on, didn't you like it? And then when I started hearing people, the doctors and all that said that most of the people who tested, you know, or had coronavirus back in the last fall didn't even know it. Right. And I was thinking, I bet you that's what I had because I, I knew it wasn't the flu or like a cold or anything like that. I just knew it was not something that I've ever experienced before. Which is weird because they say that it started in Wuhan, but they didn't. They started releasing it in the public, probably like you said, back and forth, so that when they didn't start testing, there'd be all these cases. You know what I mean? They let it build up. Uh... But we can't talk about that. No, <laughs> what? Are you you're not brave enough? I'm brave, but I mean, it's gonna ruffle feathers. Well, in, in in the in the words of our good pastor, in like two or three weeks, I'll, we gotta wait. Or there's something big coming out, in, in the, but I'm not gonna say that on there. But like, because I, I was like cussing on the, I mean, I wasn't cussing at him, but I mean, it's like, man, he goes, well, what's going on? So I just feel like a chump right now. And he was like, what do you mean? Like, chump? I said, I feel, feel like I'm being manipulated in every kind of way. I said, from everything. I said, I said, it started off with, why am I sitting in my apartment and listening to this garbage when I don't even believe it? In? And I know I've never believed in it. And I said, and I'm waiting for results that I know are going to come back negative. I said, because I know I had it. And he said, how do you know? Did you test positive for it or before? No, I said, but I know I said I was sick and I couldn't explain what it was for about four days, right before I went to jail. And I said, no, when I got, I said, uh, like I said, I've been around confirmed cases like, since this big, when, when it got bad, I was around several people who said, 
Bless you. Thank you. Um, I said I, I was in direct contact with confirmed cases. Like our ministries. Yeah. Welcome back, Bismarck. This is Turn Up the Truth with Chad. And Jesse. So, uh, I've missed coming to CR the last couple Fridays. How about you? I have, I have. I've been missing the worship. Like, we, they have, usually have pretty good worship here at CR. Um, I miss Ed's cooking. You miss Ed's cooking? Yeah. Ed's missed the last couple of CRs too, so we didn't miss out. Okay, good, good, good. But... You know, in all honesty, though, Ed's been talking about how much he missed CR too, and that is a great place to go deal with some of this, you know, indoor stir craziness or, <laughs> you know, any like other hurts habits that we might have come up with during our our isolation period and our quarantine. Right, right. Um, you know, um, I developed a phobia during mine and all that <laughs> of of certain uh. Certain kinds of cleaners and certain kinds of uh Really? Yeah, I do man. I just I I, I can't stand the smell of pine salt. I don't know why. It just it's like Yeah, there's something about it. It's kind of toxic. It, it just makes my nostrils burn and I'm just like, Well you gotta use it, clean the floor, so um What's other options. Anyways. <laughs> see that's a that's a habit. You know, is that a hurt to, no hang up. It's a hang up. Hang it, up it's a hang up. up. Because I shouldn't have spent so much time concentrating on worrying about, you know, pine salt. I mean, my whole house smelled like pine salt. That's but funny. They, they didn't, I know. Uh, <laughs> so, but I, if, I, if I was not quarantined, I could have came to celebrate recovery on Friday night. Here at New Song at 6.30, I could have had some Ed's cooking and then, well, he wouldn't have been here. But anyway, I could have had some Ed's cooking. So you could have had some, some food, some fellowship. And then I could have got into the spirit with Big Group. Yep, with the worship and then with the message and then... And this gender-specific small group, I could have talked about this pine salt hang-up I was having. <laughs> right. You know, and then I could also talk about how good it felt to be out of quarantine and, you know, like the relief I got from the results when I got called, so... Right, right. Um, we also, uh, you know, I had some people that were pretty uh, friendly and, and cared, that cared about me a lot during my... Uh, Quarantine, they knew I couldn't leave the, the apartment, so they were gracious enough to bring me a box of food from Adopt-A-Block. Oh, yeah, and that's awesome. They do food distribution for anyone who's in need, um, and they do it all over Bismarck and Mandan, right? Correct. Right? They do six it days a week. Six days a week yep. in association with Northern Plains Food Bank, and um, they they don't just do Bismarck and Mandan areas. They make trips outside on, t- on the weekends oh, as really? well. Oh, really? Wow. Jim's busy, man. Yeah, okay, he's, that guy's amazing. Yes, he is. Uh, I, I can say enough about how much that guy just does for the for God. I mean, he, he's he's definitely a man after God's heart. Like, um, and we all got we all have God's heart. He he loves all of us. But I mean, like Jim is like an example of what a Christian man should be like. I have nothing but good things to say about Jim. Right, right. Jim, Cindy, Karen, and Lisa. They do amazing things weekly, and they're always looking for volunteers, people. So. If you want to get involved or if you need some help, just go on the New Song website and the information for that is there. Um, we also have uh, Wednesday night Bible study here with Pastor Michael Epperson on, at 6.30 Wednesday evenings. The New Song Owls, which is our, um, our, our wisdom group that we have on Sunday nights, uh, they meet at 6 the older, wiser, They're, loving saints. Yes, what they stand for, you know, the owls. And... So that's why I call them the wisdom group because they do have a lot of wisdom in yes. that group. So, you know, if you 
you know, you if you fall into that category and you want some fellowship, Sunday nights at New Song, 6 p.m., that's 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 the place to be. There's little groups growing too. I was, I yeah, seen, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, there's quite a few. Yeah. There's a, there's quite a few of them. Them wise owls around here. Um, Is that right? Um, what else do we have? Family camp passed this weekend, and from the looks of it, when I what I watched on, I got to catch it on Facebook Live, you know, because I was supposed to be in my apartment the whole time. Right. And so I got to watch it, but it looks like that everybody had a really good time. Um. I wanted to announce that the road recovery rally back in the Turtle was postponed due to right due to a medical outbreak of COVID that was going on up there this past, over this past week. They had quite a big, uh, but we're going to talk some more about that in a little while. Right. We also got a lot of cool things coming up here at the church. Like um, we have our comedy night coming up Saturday, August 29th with Brad Stein, and they're going to be having like a little festival during the day on the 29th from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. So there's going to be a car and motorcycle show and vendors, food, and live music. And then um, at 7 p.m. we'll have the comedy. It's a free comedy um, hour. So, like, it's really cool when they have these kind of things at the church, right? Because you can get people who may not always come to church. You can be like, hey, like, do you like comedy? And mm -hmm. it's good, clean stuff. So, I mean, you could bring your family, you can bring your friends, they can bring their family. It's a great way to get people that wouldn't normally come to church into the church. Exactly. Yep. So, um, I really highly recommend coming to check out Comedy Night. And then um, Sunday, August 30th, after the um, after service, it's gonna be dunk a pastor, which will be super fun because you get to dunk one of our pastors. Um, mm -hmm. I think they're all gonna be up for you know <laughs> up for being dunked, and so it's a really fun way um, you can uh, come raise money for the kids ministry. So you get to give to the kingdom kids and also have fun. Um, I think pastors. I think at the next meeting though I definitely think I, I, we got to include like the apprenticing pastors. Uh, like uh, you, Chad? Like, like Oh, I think Chad should definitely Like, like Jesse, like Jesse. I <laughs> it's not official yet. So, I haven't even started my apprenticeship really. Well, what about <laughs> when you turned in the paperwork? I did. Okay. Shoot. Yeah. So, I might be there too. I mean, yeah. So, um, it's all for a good cause. So, I love kids so do I. <laughs> um we also have our back to school drive going on right now so it's um you know if you are, have the means if you have um the time to go to the store and pick up school supplies or you can just donate money um straight to the cause um you can it all goes for uh, kids at theodore jamerson elementary school and um so you can either drop them off at the black bins or you can go online and donate um, online and just make sure you put in the, uh, the note um, section of the donations options. Just put a note and say it's for the back-to-school drive. So um, that's one way you can give to that. And We also have on our social media pages for the radio station itself, there's some pretty cool shirts out there, on there. You guys should go check them out, order one, and... The, pro, the proceeds that go directly back into our ministry, which helps us keep the radio station going and, you know, help other ministries as well. And we also have a contest going on, don't we, Chad? We do, and the details of that we'll talk about a little later on in the show. I want to make sure that everybody is kind of up and at them and listening at that point. <laughs> right. This might be a little early early to announce, but um, some people have a little head start on you guys, but there'll be plenty of time because nothing's going to 
really, this is just kind of the submission portion of this contest. So, right. um, so now this is what, uh, during this whole quarantine thing and coronavirus thing, I've always had an, an opinion and I've even stated it on air. I have my opinion when it comes to Corona. Right. And, um, you know, this is a touchy subject. A lot of people don't want to talk about it. They're afraid to talk about it for one. Um, you know, big brother's always listening or always watching or whatever, whatever that means. I know what that means, but I mean, I felt manipulated in my apartment. I did. I felt like, cause I had no belief in this disease and, and the, the numbers are not there for me. And I, I know there's a disease and it attacks a certain nature, like a pre-existing nature, uh, nature, weakened immune systems is, is one of the, the main ones. And, uh, and, and a, a certain age group is affected by it more often than not. But if you really look at the numbers, the numbers are not, I mean, the ones that ain't, you know, skewed by the media and all that stuff, they're not more, it's more no comparable than an average flu season. And, and it's very true. And it, and it may be a different um, virus, um, but I know for a fact, like I know, I know someone who has a relative who died of a heart attack, but the name, but the cause of death on the birth, on the death certificate said coronavirus so people who died from other um like natural reasons if they died and they did an autopsy and if there was any trace of coronavirus then they they're claiming that that was the cause of death even though that wasn't really true and i mean honestly there's a there's an incentive for hospitals and doctors to say that, that I mean, they get paid for every case of um, the coronavirus being a cause of death. And that's public knowledge. Yeah. So, I mean, so it's, it's just, those are just some things that I've noticed that um, kind of put, you know, like, it's kind of a red flag for me. Um, anytime there's a chance for a monetary gain because of a death, I mean... It just kind of raises some alarms for me. So, well, okay. So, we all have an opinion, and and I, I'm I'm in a group of people that have, we have like money thoughts about this, you know, and we debate it, we argue amongst each other about who's right actually, and we're both we're all saying the same thing. We're just saying it in different ways and roundabout ways. But um, I do. I felt manipulated. No, I had to go home, lock myself into my apartment for days. And uh, it, it was an inconvenience, and, no, but you know something, but it was, God said I needed a little long time, told you the same thing as well, so maybe it was a blessing as well, but how many people, like, how, look at the, for instance, we got coffee this morning, you know, the young lady at the window, I wanted to ask her, and I, I've been asking everybody, do you, you know, do you feel like you should have to wear that mask, or are you comfortable wearing that mask, what is it, you know, people wear a mask everywhere you go, when it's you go to work. ridiculous. Yes, I mean, uh. You know, there was a, it was funny because then you had to walk into Walmart, you had to wear a mask. You have to. And you had to stay six feet apart. But if you walked in with four people, you didn't have to stay six feet apart with the four people you walked in with. So, I mean, like, it's just, it's just, uh, it's a real inconvenient way of living. And I really feel like it's, in a lot of, a lot of times I feel like it's a manipulation thing. I watched TV for about all of about 20 minutes until I turned it off and I'm like, this is part of the coronavirus, you know, like. The manipulation is there already. I was just thinking about that last night because, you know, um, yeah, I was watching TV too and you watch the commercials and I mean, to me, it really, it, it was just, it was disturbing to me when this whole thing started back in March, how quickly 
advertising changed to incorporate social distancing and this new normal, right? Mm -hmm. Like it changed so quickly and there's certain companies and corporations that are now like highlighted and being like in your face like yes amazon and these are great companies i have nothing against them but i'm just like noticing that like you see a lot about walmart you see a lot about amazon you see a lot about like lowe's and these big you know home improvement like stores um and like these big corporations and like you see a lot of like small businesses dying and mom and pop places are it's it's going to be it's harder and harder for them to survive not, exactly yeah. on the big box stores and like uh like you know and they and they're pushing like online all these um, online companies like exactly. online delivery food services and stuff like that they're being highlighted and pushed no offense past and all that's what you work for but i mean yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah but uh it's just yeah yeah. I, yeah I get it like and i read this article back in march right like i think it was like I started reading it, by the way. It was a good article. The one I told you about the, yeah, great, the, really good. the great Gaslighting? Yeah, it was really good. And this guy had made so much sense. He said, he said now we're... He said, it's funny, like, in, with all these things going on in the world, at the time when Corona hit, we were, we were in, like, a struggle with Korea, or was it North Korea? And that whole thing, you know, we were almost at war with them a couple different times. Um, with China, we were having dif differences over our trade embargoes and stuff like that, and... Then this virus hits, and then we immediately point the finger at China. When the they're now they're starting to think it, it started originally in Kansas City. I, I just well, I read an article. I really read an article where they said the first case that's actually been documented in this new one was in Kansas City in the United States. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> now we're even going back to before China even started announcing theirs and all that stuff. So who knows? Someone could have came from China. But anyway, um, it was the advertising that I noticed. How it, like you said, how it changed. How, um, and in this article, this guy, he, he, he talked about that. He said, now watch what's going to happen. He said, I'm telling you it's coming. He said, it's, it's not even going to, it's not even a doubt in my mind. He said, now you guys are being told that you guys have to do this. And in a world where we live by what the media tells us, we, if we got to look a certain way, that's what people try to conform to. They, I mean, people are easily influenced by things that they really don't even research or talk about or you know, have knowledge of. Um, we're emotional like beings like that's part of our makeup like we're created with with these emotions and emotions you know for I mean propaganda you look back at propaganda and in the communist countries and that was a huge way that they swayed the public and and relayed the information and when they wanted the public to act a certain way or believe a certain thing they used emotions and sensationalism to get them wrapped up and to believing something was true so that they would fall in the line so yeah so that was control yeah it was control so yes. i mean i i mean i know you guys all like to believe out there in this world that you're not being controlled but you know what do the research on covid and you tell me you haven't been controlled because uh you know i'm kind of like a rebel so you know i had to do <laughs> stuff anyway it's a form of control the media is it's, it's been controlling this our society for a very long time oh yeah yep and 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 it's funny because with the media will highlight for instance um now back in my where i'm from where my home my homeland they, they had a, a little bit a little me outbreak my parents own a, a business back there and they tested positive and they 
there was a lot of I've seen it on social media. There was just a lot of attacks towards them, like kind of putting the blame on. People get scared and then they lash out. They and, want someone. But to there, blame. The, the, there was other business owners saying, "Well, we had they they have." I really like the fact that this other business that's like my parents's, which they're kind of competition to each other. They the owners of that business spoke up and said, "Hey, well, we had two bartenders that tested positive too. So I mean, why are you just, you know." The problem wasn't the businesses that 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 had you know that might have maybe, maybe they did maybe they didn't pass some of the cases but I mean still first of all before you start panicking do your research on what the disease is right check you know check uh, a lot of things other than that and second of all just follow protocol if they're telling okay if you if you test positive or you think you're in contact just go quarantine even though if you feel like you're like me if you're feeling like you're being manipulated just do it just to that way it's the safest safe, 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 yeah. yeah it's the safest way and then. You know, no matter how many times on social media you're going to say a negative comment towards somebody or blame somebody or point fingers at, it's not going to help the situation whatsoever. In fact, you're probably worsening the situation by causing more panic in other people. Oh, my God, I was there. I better, you know. So, like, first of all, just remain calm. And, and, you know, you guys, people like to say they're really helpful and they like to be a helping hand, but a lot of people in most cases get really selfish when they're scared. Oh, yeah. But and not even that. It's um, people who are un- un- unhappy and uh, are unhealthy are very judgmental a lot of times and they point the fingers. They just look for any kind of negative attention that they can get. And that's the media. That's what I was going to get at. You know, the media will highlight the, the whole Catholic faith and with the, with the priests and the little boys, you know, but they won't talk about the priests that started four orphanages and rescued 70 young ladies out of human trafficking. Yeah, it's more likely that you're going to hear a negative story or, yeah. or a fearful story rather than a story of, like, victory or compassion. Even though there are stories like that, they're very few and far between compared to the violence, compared to the destructions or the deaths that you hear about on the news. Well, what I'm going to say is, like, and, you know, the George Floyd thing is going to come to mind here. Um, that happens a lot in this country. Yep. But George Floyd was highlighted, and it caused look what it caused. I mean, once you once the media gets a hold of something and highlights it, sensationalizes it, the media makes things worse. Well, we have to. I mean, I hope that people realize, and you can do your research on this, but the the media like is they're all privately owned. All of the media, like all of the news stations. So therefore, if something is privately owned, if it's not a public domain then that means that there's one person driving the opinion and what is what is actually shown on that radio on that radio station on that news station so therefore it's opinionated and it's it's there's a hidden agenda so always so do your research and technically we're the media too but i mean we're 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 non-commercial you know non-commercial non-profit and we're out of uh you know yeah we're 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 a community-based radio station yeah we're not we're not a big corporation we don't make a lot of money we don't get paid to do this this is our own free yeah. time and so um there's no incentive for us to say certain things or um, no. hold up certain um opinions or perspectives like and that's where my friend was getting at he said like well you you got a show called turn up the truth so speak the truth and i said i said i i'm not afraid to talk up against what i believe it is a scary thing though because i mean these are subjects that are sensitive i mean like this is a very real um real and and kind of frightening time to live in because there's so much unknown and there's so much changing so quickly and um and really we've never 
I mean, I've never seen in my lifetime, and I'm sure this is it's happened in other countries, um, but I can't, and, and probably like hundreds of years ago here, you know, back when Civil War was going on and stuff, but that's like, that's what this kind of like feels like, like there's something building because they are imposing more and more restrictions and um, laws are getting um, tighter and, and our freedoms seem to be constrained right now. And so it's kind of like, like, it's it's hard to look at these things because it's like we're almost, we don't we don't know what's gonna happen. Yeah, we're almost we're almost experiencing we're not experiencing democracy first of all. No. And uh, you know it is a very much a manipulation tactic. I mean, I, uh, the perfect example is like you know people will just gotta conform to what the media and whoever controls the media controls what our society is thinking yeah. what they're doing it's yeah. it's control and they're privately owned once again yep and so <laughs> you know like if you really want to research start researching who owns who all who owns the, the companies yeah. Yep. yep and you'll know who you're being controlled by no I, I don't want to start getting that no nope, we don't need to go there just but do your research just do your research about everything there's no sense in panicking and that's it really upset me like when i seen that well first of all it was my parents there's people that were making direct uh direct attacks at them you know and they didn't they they were they tested positive and they came right out put it on their social media said hey we tested positive for coronavirus if anybody was in contact with us if you suggest you go get tested because we're quarantined right now and you know that was the right thing to do to let people know but you know instead of people wanted to immediately instead of saying oh i better go get tested you know these guys tested positive instead of doing that and trying to do the proper things they wanted to point fingers and and make attention draw they were drawing attention first of all for themselves you know and then they're just you know just wanted to be negative they wanted to cause a lot of panic right. for no reason right. and and i seen it that morning and like you know i just like man i gotta say something and just like i kind of went off and then and then several messages from certain people they were they were attacking me because i used the word God in my uh, my post, and I said, "You got a problem with God?" And they're like, "Well, I don't, but uh, you know what's going on with the, all the media towards this negativity towards you know." Um, I said, "Okay, first of all, anybody who would do that to this or do something like that to another person, I said, is not a person of God." So I said, "Doesn't matter what their title is; they're not a person of God if they're doing that to the people." Right. I said, second of all, I said, "Your other reasoning for." why you didn't want me to say that word it has no i said it has no there's no uh there's no reasoning for it actually behind it you cannot tell me to do it because of the i think people might be upset with god right now though i think uh, they are i've heard a lot of people um that's what he said yeah i think people are upset with god i think i think that it's it's hard to understand um just it's hard to understand that the bad that that god allows bad things to happen but that's because of free will, you know, and he's also, you know, that's that's one thing he's given us is his free will. His free will, and because of the fall, and because we've fallen from his grace into sin, you know, sin is a disease, and it's been it's plaguing us since creation. So, and it's people that are causing this. It's not God. Yeah, and so God to have love, like we have to have the free will to choose love. So, like yes. that's why he gave us free will, and. And that's a topic that I wanted to continue to discuss. But we're going to take a quick break. You're yes. listening to Turn Up the Truth. With Chad. And Jesse. Press play. You're listening to Club Radio 100.7 FM. 
That sounded like Marky Mark right there, you know what? It did a little bit. <laughs> I think, ooh, when was Mark Wahlberg here? <laughs> so, between you and I, we might have a, soon, very soon, we might have a phone interview. We gotta get this up and going. I know what happened to BK, baby. I was coming last week. I wasn't available to be here last week to get on them about things. Um, well, Billy Joe was the one that was supposed to, she called him and she was supposed to take care of it, but, um, uh, Aaron Lewis, we might have a, a phone interview with him in the next day, yeah, so yes, um, I found, I found a couple of, uh, really, really good Direct links to some really good people we should have on. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, direct contacts. I mean, I I'm, I told like I told Greg last night though when we were talking about a lot of this stuff. And he's like, well, you know this person, Chad, and I'm like, yeah. Well, if you go talk to that person since you know them so well, you probably get an audience. This person, I'm like, are you serious? I didn't know they knew that person. They're like, ah. I got some couple surprises for you. Really? For you? Like, yeah. For me? Yeah. I'm like. I'm like, that's just why I'm not then. I said, because that person there will do anything I ask because they love me. Yeah, I know he goes. <laughs> he's like, that's why I mentioned it. He goes, and I was like, um, it was, yeah, it was upon the rest there. It was just like, it was, okay, so I, after I posted that, started noticing the whole a little bit of the atmosphere changing on Facebook but still what yeah I got attacked about was because of the fact that when they were doing the rosary on, on the public radio back there the, 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 the priest in the, the church they go on the radio and do the rosary every Sunday night Sunday evening well the tribe the tribe the Tremont tribe was having their vote Monday morning on whether or not they were gonna legalize state sex marriages on the reservation and the, the Catholic priest made his opinion known is like it's not biblical it's not right to have to allow that and that there should be a separation of church and state and marriage marriage and a committed you know a communion like that is a communion between the people and god not not just not 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 the government the government shouldn't have the right to tell you you know any of that so they got mad on the tribe and that was what they thought that's what he said you know people are still really hurt about the whole god thing and then he, they, this particular tribal leader brought up and to me, he goes, plus what they did to our ancestors. I said, there you go with that generational trauma and stuff again. Uh, there you go again with that generational trauma stuff. I said, you know what? You guys need to stop with that BS right now. I said, because that's why your kids are going to grow up thinking that, you know, that they hate these people because they're, they're, and they had that resentment. I said, I grew up thinking that. When I went to the cities, I said, I didn't trust a, a single, single person that was like uh, Caucasian at first. I said, and then what happened to me when I first got there only confirmed that I couldn't trust that race. I said, and so I have a lot of reverse races in my time. I did, man. Towards the place. Are you sure reverse races when you stop racism? Well, we call it reverse racism because, you know, actually, you know, it doesn't. It's racism. It is, it's racism. It's but just racism. It's just racism, yes. But what I'm saying is that's what we, we call it because, like, normally it came from that side, you know? Yeah, that's where. Like, well, racism doesn't matter where. It doesn't matter where. No, I don't. But you know, 
we never hit it anyway. We actually gave you guys, uh, you guys, like, oh, here I am blaming you, like, over it at that time, but we actually helped the pilgrims when they first landed and started. I know, you know? I know the story. Yeah. There's, there's little memes where, you know, the natives are up there. We should just take them all right now because like, I have I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I'm not native. No, like the little cartoons? Yeah? I know what a meme is. All right. Thank well, you. But what I can't get is like that article that Great Gaslighting, but how accurate that is as to what was going on and what was going to start happening. Like, because I already seen, like, I watched, like I said, I watched about 20 minutes of just regular TV with commercials, like the local towns, like the Antenna. And I was watching this commercial and I'm like, are you kidding me right now? Is this what they're already playing on? Like, and people just fall in line with that. They just, they see that. Okay. Like, they said you gotta buy up all the toilet paper and hand sanitizer when it first hit out, you know, like, because you're gonna be quarantined for a long time. You might be, you know, they're scaring people and thinking they're gonna be some kind of nuclear bunker for months. And people were like wiping out the what? So, when I got out of jail, there was no toilet paper or no hand sanitizer and there was no, uh, hardly any clean supplies. Walmart looked like that was the first time I seen Walmart yeah. look like that. It's crazy. And I was like, what is going on? Yeah, and here I was just walking around town like, you know, just. Knocking on the doors at fast food restaurants, see if I can get in there. No, you can't go. You walk through the drive-thru. I said, I haven't got a car. I just walked up in jail, you know. I'm just like, I'll walk through the drive-thru. Like, right. I had to walk through the jail all the way to my trailer. I called Kurt, all of them, to come get me, but they were all I kind of needed that walk, though. But the first thing I bought was tickets. If I had got a ride, I would have bought tickets. And I would have tickets anyway. I was stressed for the next three days because I didn't know what I was going to and I was, I had five options in there, none of them were healthy. Okay. So I my call Chris, and I said, this is what I got going on. I said, hey, you want to come save the church? Said, yeah. Welcome back to Turn Up The Truth. With Chad. And Jesse. And we're talking about some, some something kind of heavier today. Yeah, something that's going on in the world today. And, you know, I, I've been, I'm an opinionated person, if you haven't noticed. I, just, <laughs> I mean, I have my opinion. And what's even more about my opinion is I'm not afraid to share it. I'm not trying to put my opinion in anybody else's mind. I'm just going to speak my, my mind if you're trying to put something. If you're going to try to put your opinion or make me believe something, I'm going to give you my opinion on it as well. And I'm... I'm a person who just, I, I research everything. If I question it, I'm looking it up. I'm doing whatever I can for research and finding out the answers I need. You have to, you know, we're, we're giving, we're given an ability to reason and think like but, God gave us that ability. Yes, he did. And so I think that there's been a lot of, um, I think we've surrendered a lot of the, that to, um, to the powers that be, the powers that run this country. I think people have gotten a little bit lazy intellectually. Um, I think that 
it's a lot easier to just believe what you hear on the news. It's a lot easier to believe what you hear your friend say instead of, and get caught up, like I said earlier, caught up in the, the emotions of it, the sensationalism. And that's one way that I identify, like if a source that I'm reading or hearing something from, if they are playing on emotions instead of just giving me facts, then I know that they're probably spinning the truth, that they're not really giving me straight honesty. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, and that's where, that's where I was going to go with this. I said, so or, or I was listening to you and you kind of touched on just now. Um, being that we, we have curious we are curious about nature we want to ask questions we want to know the truth we do everybody You're supposed to and You're supposed to. and but the problem is, is a lot of people won't look for the truth in the right areas they'll go based off of what their friends say without having first-hand knowledge of what they're talking about i've i've seen that a lot i mean people like you know this is how that's called gossip people whether you know it, it or not it's, it even if it's not talking about somebody else or some you know if you don't have first-hand knowledge of what you're talking about then you're gossiping you're just you're just repeating something else someone else said yeah and that's not a good way to live and but the sad part of it is is this that's what society lives by today mm -hmm. it's mostly based on what other people tell them or what they know or i heard from other people right it's not knowledge it's not and guess what people it's where the best place to get the answer for anything is at the bible exactly that's the capital c truth it is and so i mean like you know, what I found even more funny is like I watched this social media explosion when coronavirus first hit. And I was like really, this is, I mean, like when not when it first hit, but when we first had to quarantine as a nation, which happened right then in March. Yep. Okay. Now I was watching social media. I hadn't, I mean, at the time I was running around in the church doing some like repairs by myself. The only one here for three weeks, by the way. But uh, it was kind of cool. I had, I, had, I had a lot of time with God. But I watched this this exposure on social media where everybody was like being kind for for about a week. <laughs> Only a week. Maybe maybe a week and a half at the most. But they they were like really being kind. Oh, don't worry, we're gonna get through this. You know, all of a sudden a week after about a week and a half. Oh man, this event was canceled, which was a drinking event. Or oh man, this event was canceled. Or this and this and this was canceled. And then all of a sudden, I, the stir craziness, the cabin fever started mm -hmm. settling. People couldn't just stay at home and spend time with their kids. They needed to try to be out socializing. So now, now I'm watching people, you know what? I don't care about this coronavirus stuff. Uh, I don't believe in it. Which you know, is fine. If you really truly believed in, believe that, then do what you got to do. You right. know, I don't, do, follow, your, follow your, your conviction. But um, the thing about their reasoning for it was all often in times very, very negative and toxic reasons of itself. They're the ones that are, you know, a lot of times the, this, the way the media has manipulated people and they call it this great, this article I keep talking about is the great gaslighting. It was written way back in like February or January. And he, he, he foreshadowed this, this, this writer foreshadowed what was about to happen. <clears throat> and he saw it like plain, plain view what was about to happen. He saw, okay, this is what's going to go on. We're going to get told we got to do this and we're going to get told we're like how many of you bought i really, really would like to know this how many of you bought so much toilet paper and hand sanitizer <laughs> and cleaning supplies that you're probably not going to need to buy any for probably a good year and a half because you guys are set uh it, it was like if you've seen the walmart shelves and and the box stores like that like immediately after just before or just before this quarantine or after this quarantine happened there was like nothing on the shelves 
it looked like uh, we had just been hit by a nuclear missile and that people were in, you know, bunkers, you know, it was just kind of a ghost town. Things were just different. You felt the difference. Right. And that's what the craziness is about is like literally they could have probably took any any disease and just spun it out of control like that and they could have just kept highlighting it in a negative way like that and people wouldn't have really paid attention to any of the numbers and it might have been something that was just as common as the everyday flu or how many how, how many how many people that died from the everyday flu but being that the media was spinning it so much and making it a big thing and bringing it up on a national level in order because they were or they were told by the powers that be you know this is what we need you guys to do right because we need to sell this much product it's all about money in the end that's what it comes down to it comes down to the almighty dollar and control right exactly you know um they're telling you what you need they're telling you what you should buy they're telling you how you should live it's true and that ain't what jesus taught us no and uh if you really want the proper way to learn how to live to learn how to, to act and to learn how to treat each other all you gotta do is just read the red letters in that book exactly. and, you'll, and you'll know exactly how you're supposed to live, how you're supposed to treat each other. Is it easy? No. I mean, like, am I perfect? No, not at all. I'm, I'm far no, from it. Nobody is. And I make mistakes every day. And that's why I have to keep continuing reading that red letters in that book. Right, right. Because they're a guideline and an outline on how to live my life. Exactly. We need, you know, if, we all follow we we all follow an example you know that's set you know when we're kids like we have parents or we have guardians or so there's somebody showing us how to live and so you have to choose once you become an adult and once you you know think for yourself like you have to choose to continue thinking for yourself and you have to choose who you follow and so you know there there are good examples i think like especially like in the church um, and, and there are, there are good people that, you know, that are helpful, but I think that when it really comes down to it, like the only way to, to really discern for ourselves is to have a really, um, close relationship with God and the, the best way to get to know God is through his word. Um, you learn all about his character in the Bible. You, you can see like from the Old Testament to the New Testament, you know, from Genesis to Revelation, you can see that, um, that he loves us and that he's, he's all he really wants is what's best for us and, and he really wants to save us from ourselves but we have to choose him and we have to allow him to work on our lives and that only happens with, with surrender and, and submission but we have to make sure that we test the spirits and we test what's behind um, the forces that and the authorities that, that we submit to and um, and so I mean you can learn all about that when you dig into the Bible it, yeah. But it takes work. It does. It takes it takes a yeah. lot of work. I mean, I mean, uh, for when I first started reading the Bible, and you know, I have some mentors out there, some teachers that are out there that was like, get the King James Bible, and when I open that book and start reading it, I'm like, doesn't make sense a lot of it. No, it's hard I, to read. It's a hard read. I'm like, no, nah, I can't. I, what, what am I doing? You know, and to me, the Bibles, as far as NIV, King James. They're just translations. Yeah. They're translations from you and know. Every single one is a, someone's opinion. I mean, it's, it's, so I mean, you know, if you're gonna tell me that I gotta read a certain Bible or that's that's the way, you know what? 
that's you being a, a, a critical Christian and you, there's different ways of getting messages. You're going to get the message from God no matter how he wants to give it to you. God gives you that message. Yep, the Holy Spirit will illuminate the word for exactly. you. Yeah. And so I, I do read from different versions. Me too. Different translations. Too. And anybody who tells me I got to read out of one, I'm just uh, basically... I just say, okay. I, I agree with them <laughs> and I, yeah, but see, here's the thing. If that was the only way to do it and you were, you were doing it that way and then you wouldn't have no struggles in life you'd be you know teaching everybody else and i i can only say this i'm still learning and i'm always learning and I, I have to learn i still have struggles daily i mean i just got out of some bigger struggles you know and right. I, I had to lean into my advisors and my um you know i read mm -hmm. but even that was kind of like because it's like okay now he's going silent on me here what's going on you know and right. And he just needed me to figure out this one out on my own. He needed me to figure it out on my own because, like, when God is calling you to your calling and you're reading His Word and He wants you to be in the Word, and He wants that relationship with you. He's gonna test you once in a while. Right. And when He's testing you, He's not gonna give you the answer. He's pretty good at giving the answer if you have a relationship with Him. But I mean, like, when He tests you, He wants you to learn the answer. He wants right. you to know it. there's a reason why He's staying silent. Right. And uh, people. Who criticize other people and uh, this is I'm going back to like all these negative uh, thoughts opinions of other people especially when you're posting them on social media before you post that stuff on social media take a good long hard look at yourself in the mirror and make sure you're free of anything and that you're walking on water because you know what you have no right to be critical of anybody or anything the best way to go about your day is to always try to be a positive and be a part of the solution and not the problem right and Never let ugly or hateful words come from your mouth, but instead let your words become beautiful gifts that encourage others. Do this by speaking words of grace to help them. Exactly. Ephesians 4.29. I was just saying that. <laughs> I, love, I love that verse. No, I really, really love that verse. And, um, you know, I believe I really learned to love that verse when I was going through treatment. And, um, you know, because I've always known that there's, there's power in our words. Um, we can use them to speak life or speak death. And so, um, you know, you could say, oh, like, it doesn't matter who, who's standing around me. I'm, I'm just talking to them and I'm trying to make my opinion known. But, like, we really have to be conscious of, like, who's around us. And, um, you know, it's our words are supposed to be gifts that benefit others. Exactly. Yeah. And if you're, if you're, if, if you're going to be in a position where you want your voice to be heard, Make sure it's heard in a positive way, not a negative way. Because uh, the more positive things that get put out there by people and the more uplifting things and the more... It, 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 that's what's going to make this world a better place. It's not going to be to glorify the negative things that happen. It's not going to be to glorify anything that Satan or the enemy wants you to glorify of this of this earth because he is the king of this this, this world. Right. He is the ruler. Uh, Satan is the ruler of this, this, this life. Right. Our reward comes in death. Right. But as long as we're faithful to Christ, that's the only way to heaven. Yep. And, you know, people who are afraid of the word God or of anything of that nature really, really just have to get educated and figure out why they're afraid of that. Because, you know, some, you should never be afraid of the word God, ever. Well, and when you say educated, I, I think it's more, it's more, it's more becoming just aware, aware like internally, yes. because, because if there's a fear or there's, um, a distrust or if there's anger, when you think about God, 
then there's something, there's a wound in your heart yep. and in your soul. And, and honestly, God, God loves you even if you're angry at him and he, and he wants you to be able to come to him and tell him like, this is how I feel, God, you know, Sometimes I have choice words with God um, when I'm feeling really hurt or really angry about things, and he's okay with that. Like, he already knows how I feel, but when I give him my heart and I give him my feelings with open hands, then he can take those feelings and he helps me walk through them, and, and Jesus can actually come and heal your heart. So, I mean, God's not afraid of how you feel. It's not too much for him. It's not... Um, it's not gonna make him mad at you. It's not gonna scare him. Like, like he created us, and he created us with emotions for a reason. And so, I really, um, I encourage anyone who's who's struggling with the concept of God or with God being a loving father, like, because that's really who he is. If you're struggling with that, like, go to him in prayer and and talk to him about it. Tell him how you really feel and and ask him for what you need. It's it's. It's the best way, and, and prayer is just a conversation with God. I know there's a lot of um, different opinions about what prayer is or how, that it should sound a certain way or be a certain length or only be in certain kind of language, but really, like, prayer is a conversation with you and God. And so um, conversations, communication goes two ways. There's speaking and then there's listening. And so, um, you know, it says somewhere in the Bible that, that don't, don't have your prayers be lengthy and, and full of big fancy words because that doesn't impress God. What impresses him is your heart. What impresses him is, is transparency and vulnerability. And um, when you come to him and you just lay it all out and, um, you know, there's, there's beauty. There's a song that goes, there's beauty in my broken prayers. Um, and it's true. Like God like wants us to just be broken if we're broken and, and angry if we're angry and upset if we're upset. And then he, then we have to learn also to be still and listen. And I think that's the biggest part of prayer and communication that that gets lost. And I mean, it's hard to to be still sometimes, especially when there's a lot going on. Um, but uh, yeah, I think that that's the best way to connect with God. Um, if that's what you're feeling about the coronavirus or whatever, you know, because there's a lot, there's a lot of things that are uncertain right now. There's a lot of question marks. There's a lot of, um, like, okay, why is this happening? Like, like, why is this still happening? You know. And yeah, and that's that's yeah, that's there's a. It's all right to ask questions. Yeah. And so if you have questions, that means that you there's something inside of you that's telling you, okay, there's some, I gotta I gotta figure out why I I have these questions because. But if you don't get the answer right away. Well, if you don't get the answer, then you gotta keep digging for the answer and you can be in prayer ask and God what else what you tell me <laughs> what if you don't have the answer yet if you don't have the answer you gotta be patient oh yeah and then wait. I know what you were getting at <laughs> that I just did I know what you were getting at alright okay I mean you're just you're, I mean that, this, that's a little inside thing you know it's but, an inside thing and um <laughs> Sorry. She's just trying to convict me right now. She's trying no, to... <laughs> I don't convict anyone. It's the Holy Spirit. Um, <clears throat> so, <laughs> how does it feel when, um, like, oh, okay, can you remember the first time that you felt manipulated, like, in your life? Yeah. What did it feel like? Can you talk about that? 
Um, <clears throat> I was actually, I was in elementary school. And I just remember uh, me and a couple of the other kids, we were, we were, um, you know, we were kind of hanging around with the cooler kids, the older kids, you know? Mm-hmm. And they were, they were sneaking out back by the, um, by the cafeteria where they had like all the food and there was all these uh, snacks, like, you know, like these fruit, fruit snacks and chocolate milk. And they t- told me and my cousin, like, you know, you know, they manipulated us by saying, well, you know, yes, yes, it's pretty cool for, you know, we were younger, we were like in... Oh my gosh, do you know what I heard the other day? But was it truth there, California? This is Turn Up the Truth with Chad and Jesse on 100.7 FM. The Club. How is he staying there? He wasn't staying there last night. He was supposed to be, he was going to stay at my place at 7.30 last night. Mm-hmm. He said, and then he, he, said, then, then he changed his mind. Then he changed his mind. Yeah, he tells lies every day. He tells a lot of lies. Where's he staying then? I don't know, but I could have swore he was thinking last night. He didn't sound different last night. Because his, his speech started getting slurred over the thing, and then I said, God, where are you staying? And then I go, oh, 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 I'm going to stay here, he said, again tonight. And then I'll just be at your place at 7 in the morning, he said. Or he said he was going to come here, actually. Yeah. Said. Nice um, I think he needs, uh, it's just, uh, he was looking for an excuse, you know what I mean? And his his, his whole, uh, like, the way he was going about his treatment, he was like, he wanted a lot of compliments and, and, and a lot of, and I was supportive of everything, but I mean, like, he really wanted just, uh, I think he was doubting everything that was, being, that was going on, like, his health that was going on there, too. And he, I mean, uh, like, in, he's, he had trust factors with some of the people there, I know that just by talking to him, he told me, you know, like, this, and so, like, the thing about when I went to Harview and I, it was the first thing that was prevalent and obvious to me was like that they really are just there for a paycheck. Everyone, they don't care about you. Most of them. There's there's a few, but that that do really genuinely care about. It. But when you only got it, when the powers that be are only there for one reason, one reason only, that's to push you in the door and out the door as quick as possible. I mean, that's why I don't believe. 30-day or six-week treatment programs are none but long detoxes for people. It's true. And I think that... It's not enough to... Even behavior modification takes longer time. Yeah. And so, I mean, like, I really believe, like, that's just... That model that I have, that that I have, it's it's a really good model. And the Dream Center goes along with it a lot, but they're still missing a lot. But what I like about the Dream Center is they're willing to adapt and incorporate just about anything. And that's, that's the concept. That's the idea what works and what don't work. You know, you're picking, you're treating, you're, you're picking, you want to get better, you're going to pick what's going to help you be right. better. And you're just, they're going to control it for you. I mean, I didn't, and I don't even say control because you're in control of it. Right. You know, and, and it gives you a sense of that, you know, like, because if you go into treatment and you feel like you're, you're in some, almost like a prison mentality or a locked up mentality, you're going to have, like, you're going to really be, held back on a lot of things that you say or do okay. or if you're not comfortable with some of the, the programs or the exercises you're doing it's not gonna be beneficial to you okay. you know like so it, it's just I have a whole different concept of recovery and how you can get into treatment or how, how it should go and because like 
it's just based on my experiences, like I you know what worked, what didn't work, you know, and I know emotional and mental stability is a big part of it because like that's where your mindset goes right away whenever you are like trying to uh, deal with emotions. They get tough, right? Well, when you think about how long you've been thinking as an addict and how long like how long you lived like that, then, you know, it's going to take at least that long to change it, you know? Yes. Welcome back, Bismarck. This is 100.7 FM, The Club, and this is Turn Up The Truth with Chad. And Jesse. And uh, we went a little secular on you guys with them, them songs. And Yay, we finally we, figured out how to do that. We are uh, actually going to be changing up a little. I mean, we're going to play some good good worship music. And we're going to play some good, good, just good songs that are like... With good uh, messages. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Like, um, the two songs that I just played were very... They're songs that um, God spoke to me in the moments when, like, I've heard, like... Aaron Lewis lost and lonely. Aaron Lewis has been like lately. He's been really highlighted to me. He's a uh, he's a uh, for those of you who don't know who Aaron Lewis is, he's he used to be the lead singer of a group called Stained, and they were really big in the late eighties, early two thousands, or late nineties. I'm sorry. I like. I, know, it, you know, I was a grunge rock fan, yeah, so, so it's yeah. been a while. You know that song. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Everybody knows that song. They probably don't know that Aaron Lewis is the one who sang it though. Yeah. Because they knew the group. And Stained. I always wondered what happened to him. And then uh, a few years ago, he popped up on the country scene as you know, and he was doing these acoustic cu- country rebel things with all these other big name country artists. Right. Like even Luke Combs did a country rebel session, not too really? Yeah, and it was pretty cool. So I mean, it's like you know, I kind of read up on Aaron Lewis. I'm like, who's Aaron Lewis? And then all of a sudden, I found like, hey, this is the dude that used to be stained, you know. Wow. And I and then I started reading a little bit of his his story, and it's crazy because, you know, he really um, if you listen to uh, I think it's uh, it's one of his country rebel songs on the country rebel acoustic album that he has. Um, it's the song where he talks about his 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 rise to fame with Stained, and he says like you know the devil put me up at the marquee and you know and stuff like that. Like uh, um, he's talking about when he made his deal with the devil, so to speak, and he he got very heavily involved in drugs, alcohol. Right. Mm-hmm. It affected his marriage. It affected his relationships with his friends, his family. And uh, at one point, it got so bad where he, they, the doctors told him he was never going to sing again because his right. larynx and his vocal cords were like uh, damaged so much from drug abuse wow. and alcoholism. And he pressed into he pressed into his faith. That's awesome. Um, you know, he's a Christian, and he uh, and he talks about it. And when you listen to Aaron Lewis sing these country rebel acoustic version or a, any of his songs now, he he's telling you a story, and you you could feel I could feel where he's coming from with a lot of these songs and right. and I can relate to him and it, and that's when God can like God just just wrecks me through music a lot of times you know and I remember listening to the acoustic lost and lonely and I had to pull over it was right after came on the radio and it was right after I, I just dropped off my my children and that uncertainty that came along with that most of the time not knowing the next time I would I'd see them because it was it's it's been an inconsistent thing you know it's finally getting a little bit of consistency but crazy schedules have been kind of we'll get there but it's it's but we're do what the good thing is is we're working on that consistency. You guys, your communication has been a lot more consistent and constructive. Uh, yeah, absolutely, <clears throat> which but, is huge. Yes, and and that's a big difference. And so, I mean, like, and that was. Aaron Lewis and then Whiskey Myers and all during my during my addiction that that song right there Whiskey Myers sang and the way he uh 
where he starts off, you know, the road is my companion, you know, and he goes, they say Jesus was a poor, poor boy. Uh, I need a little more of him and me. I remember always hearing that, thinking the same thing. When I was high driving on the road, I would listen to this song hmm. by Whiskey Myers. And it was called Stone, and that stuck out to me. I, I needed, I needed God. You know, I was like, what am I missing? And that's I, that was a seed. I mean, that was these are two songs. They they're significant to me for them reasons. Like Lost and Lonely was you know like a, a song that was just like it described my life for a good right. portion of my life and that's what Aaron Luce is talking about in that song is a good portion of his life where he was lost and lonely and that you know his demons had taken control of him and basically he was talking about his addiction right. and I can relate and I was just uh, there's, it goes, there's a uh, verse in that song or chorus in that song that goes lost and lonely here on the road and that was that was where I was at you know and um we're all a little bit lost and lonely and that's why we were talking about manipulation and how we can be led down the wrong path by just you know you know sometimes not even intentionally just just you know we we put a lot of trust in things that we don't know a lot about sometimes right. and where you need to put your trust in is like when you don't know and you and you're confused is god that, jesus yes and then so like when you're confused and you're looking for answers it might get frustrating. He might not give them to you right in that moment, and that's when you gotta be patient. But I mean, uh, patience. Anyway, uh, <laughs> you gotta, uh, you know. But he'll give you the answers you need, and sometimes you already have the answers. You just don't, you just don't realize that you have them because. Uh, or it's what we, what we don't want to hear. Yeah, or, or, you know, it's exactly, and it's, uh, it's, it's, or, it's not God or the Word that's gonna confuse you. It's uh. It's the enemy. The enemy, when you're doing anything that's positive for God and the kingdom, the enemy is going to attack you in certain ways. And he's going he's gonna, to he's gonna try to, you know, lead you astray. Right. So right. to speak. And, um, and also our own, our own desires and our own thoughts. Like, you know, there's so much, there's so many beautiful things that come out of emotion in our hearts but it also says in the bible that that the heart of man is wicked and there's a lot of wicked desires and and things that we want that are not necessarily good for us or good for others and so um it's very it's a very selfish thing you know and it takes it takes real discipline and um and real like surrendering to um to the lord and surrendering to his will over our will that that changes that I lived I lived a life like that where like it, the the like desires, naturally we're selfish yeah the, creatures I mean in my addiction and in in our addiction we definitely are self selfish very selfish people um, yeah and uh, it was all about my wants my desires and the one thing though that God did do to me whenever because I became a person who did not feel anything. I mean, I had to be the lifestyle I was living. Oh, for sure, yeah. I, I really had to have no remorse about some of the things I did. Right. I had to be able to just be okay. Turn it off. Yeah, and and I I was emotionless. I mean, there was a point when people looked at me and they knew that there was like no emotion there whatsoever. They were like, this guy's just he's a monster, you know. Mm. And um, that's how I started to get seen by people, you know, like that. And then there was a lot of avoidance. A lot of people didn't want to be around me at all. And right. and I was fine with that. I was good with that because, you know, something, I didn't want them around me anyway. Yeah. I was doing something that I didn't want them to see. It's easier to live that kind of life without connections. Yep. Um, and, and so I became easily manipulated too. By what? 
by drugs and by the people who I thought were my so quote unquote superiors or leaders, you know, and I became willing to do whatever they asked of me. And sometimes them things weren't very good, very good things to do. Right. Would you say that like other things kind of manipulated you like money, attention? Uh, you know what I was seduced by? What? Power. Power. I knew I lived off. I fed off of other people's fear. Really? I did. Um, I knew that they were afraid of me, and when they, and I used to almost get a little bit of a, a thrill when I knew I was gonna be able, to, or I was gonna have to do something to somebody. I mean, and that's sick, but I mean, I enjoyed it. Right. And and that's what was scary. That was that's what really scared me more than anything, because I would almost be instantly convicted afterwards, even during, during my addiction. Like, man, you just you know, what's wrong with you? Why why was that so fun for you? You know. Right. And then it got to the point where, okay, it, it got, um, when I would get into these physically violent fights, I mean, I I got into a fight one time, a fist fight uh, uh, in, in a bar where the guy stabbed me and the knife was still sticking in my stomach. Yes. And I, I went up to him and I grabbed him and I like just started beating on him and I drug him outside of the bar with this knife still stuck in my stomach. And I um, I had seen this thing on a movie so I put his I put his head down anyway. I did this and I I did something I shouldn't have did, and I just like uh, and I was sitting over him and I was still gonna do more of him. And my friends were like, "What's wrong with you?" And then they're like, "You got you know," and they're dragging me away, and I'm looking as we're walking away, and I grab the knife and pull it out of my stomach and throw it on the ground, and they just look at me. You have some issues, man. You got some problems. It looks at me, and them yeah. friends didn't ever come around me again because they weren't like part of that world. That right? would have been scary. And uh, so, I mean, that's where I went, though. I mean, I went to this place. It was such, it was such a dark, and right. uh, I, I, was, I was lost and lonely. I mean, I was in a dark, very dark place in my life. Well, and like, like you said, you did something that you saw on a movie. So, like, that, that just makes me think about um, all of the forces that are at work through entertainment, the entertainment industry, and through, um, through film. I mean... Like, and I think that's something that we, um, as a society, I can't speak for other nations and other, you know, governments, but I think as a society here in America, we have taken, I mean, we've taken the term freedom um, and taken it a little too, I mean, with freedom, like, I know it's from a Spider-Man movie, but with great freedom comes, or no, it's with great, great power that comes to response, great responsibility, yeah. but I think with great freedom, like, with all the like, we got freedom of speech and freedom to watch what we want and and to make movies about whatever we want and to put whatever we believe in other people's faces. Um, but I mean, if you look at how we're influenced, like if you like something that you saw in a movie influenced you to do something very violent, and um, you were already predisposed to being violent, but like it put that thought in your head. Oh yeah. And I'm then you look at like like children and how easily influenced they are and you look at like the columbine shootings all these school shootings and stuff and it's like where are they getting like they're they weren't born like with it they didn't wake up and be like oh, i just think i'm inspired to go shoot up a school like no like they have been desensitized and influenced by um video games by by movies by tv shows like hurt a lot of hurt Maybe, maybe but those are forces at work yeah, and, abuse. and I think that 
Um, you know, not to say that freedom isn't a good thing. I think that there needs to be um, definitely more supervision and, and parental, um, like, uh, guidance and censorship, like, for, for young minds. But I think also that um, we, don't, we don't take into account, I think, in general, like, we forget that it's a spiritual battle and that, that everything has, like, a spirit behind it. And, and there's a violent spirit that, that is behind, like, gory, like, movies and violent movies and all of that. I, 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 I okay, so I want to take this back one thing, though. If you, but here's the thing. See, in a society that's only highlighting negative and you're, the, the, the adults of this world today grew up in that kind of society that was that was highlighted by negative things. I mean, you you look at like, um, for instance, how entertainment industry changed from like even when I was in like high school to college years. I mean, the movies that were really really were coming out were all about like um, street gangs, and like you know you right. had like Boys in the Hood stuff like that. And right. and what did that do? It influenced my culture, right. my generation. And then everyone wants to be a gangster. Yeah, and then like <laughs> then you had then you had movies that were coming out that were just you know. You, they glorify like okay, natural born killers. But oh, you're, yeah, right. it's, it's, so you had movies like that that were coming out. It does times. it glorifies and, that lifestyle? And so you know, um, life is life is not a movie. First of all, and things that you see in the movies, they're just that people for entertainment value. And you know what? They shouldn't glorify things like that. But um, it does influence you. And, yeah, we really should be more careful of what we allow our children to watch. Exactly, and so that's we how gotta we're be setting them up. We gotta know? be examples. We got because uh, I always go back to how I taught. I mean, how Peyton learned what a lie was, or like how right. you know, like also I I go to the positive, like how Cameron learned to be humble and humility. And how he prays. And how he prays is <laughs> very cute. I mean, I love it when he prays. Right. And um, yeah, I just love it. <laughs> Father God, <laughs> and you know, you, you, most of people who know me know my son Cameron because he's around me twenty four seven when he's with me. But uh, anyway, yeah, we uh, <laughs> I just had something freaky going on with a computer. Some little spot pulled up and said, "We're listening." <laughs> I was like, "What?" <laughs> uh, Anyway, it, yeah, as parents today, we got we to gotta be careful about what we're showing our kids and what we're teaching our kids. And, like, um, I was talking to a really close friend of mine and spiritual advisor, and I was talking about, like, a struggle I was going through. And, and he said, you know, he said that's where you got off. He said, your, your organ, he said, this is why there's, there's, a, there's a proper order of things in life. Um, first comes God, and then second comes your marriage, your relationship third comes your children, then your job, and then your hobbies and all that stuff. And if you get out of order in that thing, your life is going to start to go out, out of uh, out of sequence. And um, I, I have a tendency to put work above everything except God, or sometimes even, you know, like I think I'm involved in God in it, but I'm not. And, but I get, I get why, because if you have God first, then he's going to guide that relationship. When that relationship is being guided by God, then you're setting the example to your children what a loving and caring relationship should look like, a healthy one. Right. And so I get the order of things. I know why it's there, but sometimes even the people who are strong in their faith or what you consider strong Christians can get out of, you know, we all do. You know, we all need that little reset. That's probably why... I was forced to quarantine, and I'm a guy, you know, people who know me, I'm very, I'm very high-tuned, very high-strung, 
but it's who I am, you know, and it's what, what I've been through in my life that I've, that's how I became, I'm not how I became, I think I was always a little high strung and high tuned, but, mm -hmm. um, you know, the people who care about me, they, they, they say, that's who you are, man, you just love you the way you are, and. Yeah, you can't, love, love is not like, like, okay, yeah, I, I love you, but I, I don't like this about you, like, no, love is just like accepting people where they're at, and not, um, yeah, not, even if they never change a single thing about who they are or how they do things, like still accepting them where they're at. Yeah, if you if you if that's that's another thing in in society today, we tend to throw that word love around very very freely and very loosely. Um, well, there's different kinds of love. You know, there are different kinds of love. And then because the Greek, they think they had like three or four words for it. There's like brotherly love, and then there's like. Um, there's like sexual love and then there's god love but um so there's three there's words all, for it there's but there's only one kind levels of, of love but god only, is real love yes, obviously yeah that's the truth but there are levels of love i believe um i i think there's levels of uh feelings but not, i mean like as far as love goes there's only one kind of love this it's a little it's that's a, true and jesus showed it showed what that love was on the cross true and um, if you're going to tell somebody that you love them, that's the way you always got to treat them. Like, that's true. Yeah, that's, that's the way. And because the one thing that I've always looked to in my past was uh, all these people who said they loved me when I was reaching out for help and wanting help. And, you know, yeah, I, you know, here's where I am an example in that department, though, is like, okay, yeah, I hurt you guys. And, you know, I did stuff that I didn't want to do and out of character. But, you know, I, you got to realize and it's hard for people to get outside themselves and realize okay this guy was sick and he was like that's not right. him i know the real him and um you know i'll be there for him but i didn't have that and i felt really betrayed really abandoned and uh so like i was resentful towards them when they said well i love you but i just couldn't deal with you so i had to turn my back on you I was showing yeah, you tough love. I, showed you, love I showed you tough love and i'm like that's your excuse for what you didn't do the lack of what right. you did and I would instantly point that out to them and they'd be like, well, now you're being judgmental. I'm like, I'm not. I mean, I I do. Like, people can literally steal the shirt off my back and I'll, I'll be forgiving and open arms to them next time they come back. I just will watch them a little closer and trust them a little less with things, but I still love on them, you know, because I have a passion for people who suffer from the same kind of afflictions that I did in the past. And I've, I've seen you that way. And um, For sure. And, and that's 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 a unique thing because not a lot of people know how to love like that. And because it's a it, it can be a painful thing. It is a very painful thing because you know you get hurt all the time when you do that. And because um, love is sacrificial, like you said, like what Jesus is. did on the cross, like yeah. it's it's get you give more than you take. Yes, uh, and it does seem like that at times like that's all I'm doing at times. It seems like is I'm the only one giving anything. And but I mean I know like the one understanding that I got when I, 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 when God found me was like, okay, I hated myself, everything about me. Right. And I wanted my life to end. And like, and he wasn't gonna let that happen, first of all. Right. Se second of all, it was, uh, you know, it was really brought upon me, like, you know, like if that, that he loved me enough to forgive me for the things I did, things I couldn't forgive myself for. And, it was uh, it was a hard thing to understand. It was like, well, how can a guy two thousand years ago dying on a cross forgive me for what I did, and like, how was that important and significant in my life? And 
I found out, you know, I mean, I understood after I started seeking the answers I wanted and reading, you know, reading prayers, um, Bible studies with with uh, good Christian people who have been through some of the stuff I've been through as well. Um, and seeing them as an example of what God can do in their lives. And I wanted that. I wanted it. I mean, like, what do I got to do to get that? Because right. I seen the peace and I, I, that's what I wanted. I craved it. And when I had that craving for God, that's when it all started to just like he started to move in my life. And like he made he made himself not only did he save my life, but he made himself present in my life. Right. And we had a relationship and, uh, and, and lo I love it. I enjoyed it, you know. And I fight it all the time. I mean, at times, I, I, there's times when I, you know, like, no, 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 I'm not going to listen to you. But you know what? You can't do that because, you know, if he tells you to do something, you got to do it. Right. Because he was faithful to, you know, me and my life. And he allowed me to have have my life he back. He gave you a new life. Exactly. He didn't give you your old life, though. He gave he me. He redeemed it for something new. Exactly. And, like, I have a tendency sometimes to get stuck on that, them old things. And they resurface. And that's the way that, that's the way he tested me because it's like, it's just like right now in this time, in this season, there's a lot of old uh, influences that are just starting to re resurface from whether it be jail, sentence, prison terms or whatever. Relationships. And they just kind of pop out of nowhere. Well, and I think it's it's our tendency as human beings, like, because we have all these memories, right? And so it's like we, something will remind us of something we've already been through. And so it's natural. It's just, it's just a natural thing we do for survival that the brain does. It'll feel like, oh, I've been through something like this before. And so for survival reasons, we will predict what's going to happen because our brains do that it's an amazing thing it's an amazing process but but the thing is like that's just that's what we do for second like it's just second nature and that's what we do without any um form of like control um like that's that's naturally what our brains want to do we want to compare we want to analyze analyze the situation and we want to predict what's going to happen so that we can protect ourselves but that is that is survival mode that is not living and that is not the life that god calls us to like we are actually have the ability to stop that process allow our minds to be renewed by the truth of god's word every and, day and every day and we can also choose to believe that okay like even though this looks like something i've been through before like we can walk into that with with no expectations and allow something new to come to be like but that it takes effort it takes it takes a conscious effort and it also it also takes discipline and, and it, like in training you have to basically retrain your thinking process you, you do you have to yeah. go and and the the best experience is to actually go through it first of all i mean like you um if you treat everything like it's new then you experience new things so all the time. i had a disagreement with a friend of mine on monday and uh <laughs> And I was sitting at another friend's house because I was doing some concrete and, and just getting it ready. And I just was like, I was at this point where after this disagreement for about two or three hours, and this was old actions, completely old actions. And it was the old me, but I mean, I was just like, I'm, I suffer from anxiety and stuff like that. So when I'm uncertain about things, I just like, I, I, I really go off. I mean, and, and sometimes it's so hard to control and I don't want to, but it's hard. Yeah. It's like and, your thoughts just start running yeah, away. And so, you. and so, and then I'll, I'll say a million things and do a million things that I, out of character, out of my, who I am. Who you used to be. Yeah. I, I old, old, old behaviors, but I usually catch it like within a little bit. I, and sometimes it's. Within I, 24 hours usually. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but there were some friends there and I'm just like. 
I went through this before. I'm not doing it. I said, I will never do that again. I will never be like, I will never be in another situation like this again, ever. I said, so, screw, you know, I was like, F, I was cussing and everything. And, <laughs> and, uh, and this lady, she's a prayer warrior, Karen. And she's just like, she come up to me and she's like, she, she hugged me and she said, I'm gonna say some prayers for you. And as almost as soon as she prayed for me, like my mind went calm and I started thinking from a different standpoint. I let things be for a few hours and then I had a more clear mind to talk about things. But then by that time, all my old actions had already caused more damage. And it was just like, uh, this conversation didn't go the way I wanted it. And I, I even reacted a little bit out of air character about that. And then I went home and slept on it and prayed about it. And like, and you know, what's so cool too, is like when you have healthy relationships, like you and your friend do, like you can go back and be like, Hey, I'm sorry. Like, like, I love that, that we communicate like that, you know, yeah. like that even if we say or do things that may hurt each other, because it, it's going to happen. Like yeah. life is messy. Like relationships are messy and they yes. take work. They do. And especially when like, when you're learning how to be, you know, a new creation in Christ, like you're going to run into your old behavior. But the cool thing is, is if you have a healthy relationship, if you have healthy communication, like there, it should never it's never too late to say I'm sorry, in my opinion. No, I agree. And and it can always it can always keep moving forward. Like it just takes both of you being like, okay, can we leave this here in the past and can we move on? You know. And I so, agree. Yeah, I think I think people try to hold on to their pride. I think pride gets in the way when it comes to like, okay, like because everyone had like, there's always two sides to a fight Every time. or a disagreement. And and if you want to hold on to being right, then there's a lot of resentment. There's a lot of um, pain that won't ever get resolved. But if both people can let go of having to be right and be like, okay, like, that wasn't very nice. Yes. You know? Yeah, I agree with you. And, you know, I had to think about, like, the, so what the disagreement went to, I started really thinking about some stuff and I'm like, okay, why did this come out like that? You know, I, that's not who I am and that's, I didn't want it to come out like that, but why did it happen? You know? And, uh, right. And that's the kind of introspection that we have to do. Yeah. And so, yeah. And this, and this friend pointed something out to me, like during this, this whole ranting that I didn't want to hear, um, there was something that did stand out to me and, uh, I'm like, well, okay. You're listening to KLBELP, 100.7 The Club. We will be right back. And we'll turn up the truth with Chad and Jesse. And Jesse. <laughs> Sorry, it's the top of the hour. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, like, like the one thing, okay, so when we were having this con- that conversation on Monday, and you were like, okay, and you were saying, like, this was later on in the day, and I, I texted you, can we talk? And I mean, I, I was, I, I really mostly just wanted to apologize and just like tell you, like, if we need a couple days to figure this out, let's do that. But like, then you told me like what I didn't want to hear, so I got mad again. But I mean, like, it was the one thing that really stood out in that conversation with you was that. See, that's all the more reason you went like this because like I said something and I said, no, I don't mean that. I mean, but, but you said it, you went like that. And I was just like, I thought about it after I'm up with you. And I was like, she's right. So I went home and like, he wasn't answering me here for like a day or two. And it's like, but he was putting things in me. And like, I realized my, like, the next day I told you what I realized I did wrong. And I acknowledged it. And I said, I was sorry. Um, because I should have been more concerned about your feelings in that moment when you got your results and which are even the fact that you went got tested 
and they told you to quarantine instead of going to immediately being selfish about well, what about now see like i was feeling like now i got all of her workload and i already got 20 other people i was being selfish yeah. and and like and i i should have been more concerned about you and i was and and it was just it just like it took me like a couple hours to, to realize what i was what, what did i do wrong why she just you know that's what i was thinking and i thought about it though and i was like okay yeah i know i, I know what it is and then, then you had already, I had already did the damage though. Cause like, would, I continued even when you told me to stop with the messages. And I do that, I've, and I've, I've done that in the past and I don't like doing that. I don't absolutely hate, hate doing it. But it's just like, sometimes it just, that anxiety and everything kicks in. And it's just like, yeah, that need for an answer in that moment, just like instant gratification thing. That's an addict okay. behavior. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that. And, but the one, like I said, when I go back to the one thing that stood up, it's like, there's still obviously something that you gotta deal with. And like, I'm like, no, I kept thinking, and I was like, yeah, there is. And so that was the purpose for that message to Jennifer. And it just seemed like once I sent that message to her, then there was like two or three other things that popped up that was goes along with that. And it was, one was with uh, Peyton's, uh, um, Um, but I mean, I, before that, I even know what this uh, uh, So I was like, okay, I'm gonna deal with this because you know what? Um, I'm not gonna let this keep continuing to creep into things anymore because I know what I gotta say and I know I don't need an apology or I don't need an answer back either. But I just need to make it, make it heard where I'm coming from and why. Some of the things that went that way with us did go that way because I don't think I ever, ever heard her say she was sorry about anything and she never ever listened to anything I wanted. Like if I started to talk about anything I wanted to talk about, she'd hang up on me or she'd block me and then I would never get said. Yeah. And then we would take like months for us to start talking about it. So like I, I even sent her a message saying, okay, don't take none of this the wrong way. It's just something I need to say in order to go forward and just get it out and just have it done with and I said okay you know one of the things that really bothered me about our relationship and this is one of the reasons why we're never ever going to be together is because of the fact that you told me this you said that Geico's now offering an extra 15% credit on car and motorcycle policies yes, we're plugging Geico, Geico no. um, <laughs> anyway as if this is so it you know you waiting for? Your, baby your word didn't mean nothing you would want me to tell the truth I said but the reason why it was so hard another half hour Thanks, sweetheart. Never. And you'll change yourself too. Anyway, uh, there's never been a better time to switch to guys. The reason why I was hard for me to tell you to tell her the truth, I told her, was because of the fact that. Hey, wait here from Science Versus. I'll show you the messy world. Is there a way to get that without? Yeah, my premium one, they got a free one. See, they got to upgrade this. I could just get the card and upgrade it. And then I'll have Billy Joe upgrade. Like mine's premium. I don't have access to mine. And, uh, but I told her this and said, it's because you, it felt like you manipulated those on women. You would manipulate me into telling you the truth, even though you already knew the truth because you had cameras watching me. Ah, summertime is finally here, and nothing brings on the feeling of summer more than delicious ballpark franks. Get ready for firing up the grill time. 
No, play it. Just let it play out. Okay. Swimming play. pool time. Should be the next one. Playing catch yeah. in the yard time. time. Asking mustard or ketchup or both <laughs> time. Um, so round up the family, but it was, get out uh, the buns, said, fire up the grill, the and say hello to sir with I finally worked up the courage to be truthful and honest with you that I needed help. And you know what you would do? You would laugh at me and kick me out as soon as I told you the truth. Because it was a big fires. Click or tap the banner to listen to hot country. Because if you're kings and queens, all you wanted was justification for your next action. That's what you wanted. You, weren't, you didn't want the truth to help me, which you were telling me, you, so you were manipulating the truth out of me. There you are. Just to, just to get justification in your next actions, which were no better than mine. So that's the, I said, so, and then it was easier for you to make excuses and point all the fingers at me like you had nothing to do with what happened in our marriage and why it fell apart. And that's why you walked away. I said, but yet two weeks before our divorce hearing, you were telling me you didn't want a divorce and that you weren't sure about it and that you wanted to give it a try as long as I was willing to go to treatment and get help. And I told you that I was going to go to treatment and you didn't believe me and I did go to treatment, but you still divorced me on the day I went into treatment. I said, and it was, easy, and it was all because your mom told you that I would never change. And this is coming from a woman who abandoned you for 23 years and was an addict herself. I said, so all of that. And all these other people that got involved in our relationship, I said, you know, I said it caused a lot of damage. I said, and it's something that I, I, I still have resentments built up in there. I said, and I thought I had given them all up. I said, but I, I still, that's, I said, I apologize. I said, because, you know, some of the arguments we had over the last two years, I said, were because of them resentments. And I realized that now. And I'm sorry. I said, because, you know, that did affect our kids. My, our relationship, my relationship with the kids, I said, and our relationship as a whole. I said, for them. And, and that's all I gotta say is I forgive you. For this, and I'm sorry for what for doing that. And going forward, that we're never I know we're never gonna ever be together again, and it's not even a possibility in my mind ever. I said, and if I'm not in a relationship or I am in a relationship, I just need you to respect that way for whatever it is. I said, and I said, if I'm in a relationship with somebody, just trust that it's gonna be with somebody that I know is gonna be really good around the kids and really respectful of, of, of that situation. And um I want us to grow as friends and be able to uh, raise our kids together in a healthy, proper way and always be in making decisions in their best interest. I said, but I just needed to get that out and that's the message I said. And I said, I think we're in a place finally in our lives where I could say this to you and you cannot, I mean, that you won't get upset about what I'm trying to tell you because there was a lot of hurt on both sides and that's why we didn't work. I said, and the truth is we didn't have God involved in a relationship at all. And I said, so, I said, for the first time in my life, I was in a relationship that where God was the center. And I said, I let old behaviors and habits kind of creep into that with the first sign of anxiety and stress. I said, and I don't want, I don't like that. And I don't want that. I said, because I said, for the first time also, I said, the feelings I feel for somebody are genuine and they're not driven by something else like loneliness or fear or, you know, something else. I said, so, you know, and I might have screwed that up because of my old behaviors. I said, so I have to be all right with that and I have to forgive myself for what I did and I have to just learn from that and grow and just continue to press into God and let him do the work in my life. I said, but I said, I'm also not one of these people that, uh, I said, there's there's things that go on in, in life. I said, and people, I said, like, I told her, because she asked me some questions and I said, well, you know, I said, I know you right now, you're searching for your identity. I said, because you feel like you worn all these masks and now it's coming full circle. I said, I said, 
I said, I kind of think I told you this a couple years ago that you're going to hit a point in your life where you're trying to really figure out who you are. And I said, I think you're at that point. I think you're realizing that the friends that you have are not really truly have your best interests. They said, and I'm glad because they don't. I know that. I said, and um, I hope you do grow. I said, I hope you're pressing the God. I said, because that's going to make our relationship better as parents to our kids. I said, but I said, you know, I, um, Uh, I said, but the thing about it is, like I said, if I didn't uh, already screw this up with Jesse, I said that's the relationship I want. That's what I told her. I said, and if it, if it doesn't, if it doesn't happen, and that's not in the cards, I said, I'm all right with that. I said, and but it, it definitely is something that shows me what what things could be. I said, and that's the type of person that I would probably look for. And I'm not, I wouldn't look for anything right away, I said, because I'm very, still very, very, my mind about relationships is a little, uh, different. Right. Welcome back to Turn Up The Truth. With Chad. And Jesse. And so, I got to pick those last two songs. Yes, they were nice songs, I liked them. Yeah, so, um, yeah, the first one was, uh, by Al Broger. He's a reggae artist. It was called Unprecedented Time, and he actually wrote it about COVID nineteen. So yeah, I mean, it's a great song. Um, yeah, the words are really powerful. And then um, Audio Slave. I'm a huge Chris like Cornell fan. I like Chris Cornell and Audio Yeah, Slaves. I really love all of his work from the beginning until uh, the end. And like, yeah. So. Yeah, I, I was a Chris Cornell fan too for a long yeah. time. I yeah. still am. And uh, yeah, so like now I talked about my two songs do these two songs have particular special meaning to you or is there any significance why you pick these two songs well unprecedented time like the first one i mean when i heard it i just i loved how he talked about you know what was going on in the world and um how there's you know like we have to question like what's going on we have to um you know even though things are hard we have to stick together and we have to remember like what matters most and um and basically we have to look up instead of like looking at like me 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 we have to look up and around at at what's at the people that that we love and and also like look to god um and then be yourself like i just love that song because it talks about like some of the pains of life and the struggles of life, but um, that we can't look at what other people are doing. We can't compare ourselves to other people. We have to be who God created us to be. And um, that's the only way to really find, um, number one, find your calling, but to find fulfillment in life. Like if you're chasing after who someone else is being and you're trying to be like someone else your whole life you're never going to find fulfillment even if you experience success even if you build a life around that like it's never going to fulfill you because you're not you're not living out your purpose and and you're not living out who god created you to be and so i just i just love that message yeah it is a good message because like um i had that struggle as well like i think we all do i mean we all do it, it it is a struggle i mean because you know um especially when god has called you to do certain things and um and we're, we're attacked like like seriously our attention is something that the world strives after so like like there's something um there's a force at work in this world that has created um 
the reality TV shows and so and especially with celebrities where like people so many people focus a lot of their time and attention on these people who live lives that are not normal lives that are totally unrealistic and they they strive to look like them to be like them to act like them and they think that their lives should look that way when that is not realistic and it's not conducive to um being like a, a like a world where people like love each other and look out for each other you know and live according to gods exactly you know? and like that <laughs> the tribal communal relationship right, right. society that we exactly. were talking about exactly it's and not realistic the, the even tribal, though they call it reality yeah. TV. Well, like <laughs> the one that just jumped out to me, and I'm getting like goosebumps all over the place. Is like Jersey Shore. I mean, oh, and geez, and people just world. like <laughs> the people were like just Jersey Shore with like all them and them them people. I'm just like it glorifies dysfunction very much. I mean, these people are like just. I mean, I, the, the little short one, the little, I couldn't stand her. I'm just like, man, who would want to even be around this, be around this girl? You know. But I mean, like, and then you had these guys. They're all like. They, oh, the guys were more were more worried about their prettiness than the women were in I that know. show, and I'm just like, come on, are you guys serious? And but then, that, but it's like people but, say, oh, it's just a TV show, but really, I mean, if you just they were like, influencing so they many were people, influenced, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of like that. No, the, all they did was drink and party on the show too. By the way, I mean, it was all about the party and getting drunk right. and sleeping around and doing all the things that you're not supposed to do. But here's MTV that was glorifying this, these people. Made them millionaires, made these, these, but, and it was just like, you know, they're selling products. They're, you know, this, this, this is, here's how you know they have influence. Look how many commercials that they were all on afterwards. I mean, like, um, Polly was on like all these different hair gel, like, and different uh, tanning stuff. I mean, he was actually on like so many commercials for, for one point. I was like, geez, you know, and then these other guys, I mean, they all had, and then, uh, what do they call him? They all gave themselves some stupid nicknames, but uh, the situation, Mike, uh, whatever. Yeah, right. He, the dude ended up in, in prison, you know. Really? And, yes, like a, a couple of different times. That's funny. He's a believer now. Praise Jesus. And he's he's chubby. He's not all worried about his body, you know, but like, they had like a little reunion thing that was, you know, like, and he's actually spitting God. He's spitting his picture. And I'm like, that dude really needed it, though. They all did because, you know, and that's a perfect example of living in self. Because they were very self 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 absorbed people. Yeah, and that's created it's created a generation of people just like that. People just like that. And Never so, a dull moment, you know. That's what one of the forces like, that they manipulate yeah. us with, you know. That's that's one thing. Like the people that control television know that what we focus on, we get consumed with. Yeah, that's why ads are so important during like television shows yep. or radio shows yep. that. Especially radio shows that are popular, they they, uh, they want to sell product during that. You know, they want to get their, you know, don't... Yeah, and we apologize for the commercials that came on. We're going to figure out how to circumvent those because we should... You guys shouldn't have to be subject to that on this station anyways. Yes, yes, yes. Um, but, like, but, yeah, it's very, it's very, um, like, it's... I always tell my son this. I say, you know, it's very important what you watch with your eyes and what you hear with your ears i'm like all of that stuff gets into your heart and then that changes you and because he, he i'm you know i i'm half a country away from my son he's in california and so we do a lot of facetiming and so a lot of the facetime that he's we do, doing something else yeah. well he well he wants me to just be there with him yeah, so yeah, exactly. he'll, he'll be like playing in his room and i'll be on the phone just watching with him and interacting with him yeah. and then sometimes what he's been doing lately um because he's been spending a lot more time on his ipad 
um, and his dad doesn't know how to use parental control, so it's so frustrating. But he will sit there and be like, oh, mom, like, I like this one song. Have you heard this song? And so he'll play these songs that he's been listening to. And I could tell because he'll be playing the YouTube video, and he knows every single word to these songs. And the songs are just, um, some of them are okay, but, but what I've noticed about a few of them, it's very disturbing because um, they're talking about violence and they're talking about liking um liking fire and liking darkness and liking like these demonic things and but it plays it to like a kind of creepy like yeah. childlike tune and it's just it's very disturbing it's very disturbing to me and so like i keep trying to tell him like that it's really important he's because he's like do you like that song and i'll be like i don't really like that song and i'll be i'll be honest with him you know yeah. um, it's important to be honest with him because like because I I might not have any control I, I can't do anything about it right now um, I part of me wants to get really upset with him and be like don't watch that you know but you it's, do it. but I can't do that because I don't want to push him away right yeah. and and one thing I've, I know is that that I want to leave that door as open as possible I want him to trust me you want to trust yeah you want yep. yeah yeah trust even though I don't like it I'm not gonna get mad at him and be like no I don't like that because I know my son and I know he's sensitive and I know that I if I sensitive. get mad at him he will just he will shut the door you know and so I, I like that he wants to still call me and share these things with me so I'm just keeping mental note and then you know trusting because God has told me that my son will be with me and so once I'm able to have um, more parental control over his life then I will start to God, implement, don't. implement and and remove remove those things from him because yeah. you can't call control call guidance with because that's control. It is, but no, but your parents have control. As a parent, you have to have control over certain aspects of your child's life just, because they don't know what's good for them. They no, don't know. I say guidance. Goodness. I just call it guidance. Though. I know, but I, I'm going to call it control. <laughs> okay. I'm I gonna, don't mind controlling my son. <laughs> I'm just going to call it guidance <laughs> because, you know, like that word control goes back to manipulation. And I mean, I, I we're, as parents, we're, we're there to teach our children, you're right. Yeah. But, and there's a certain aspect of control that needs to be had over children. Well, we we gotta have rules that are that are healthy and proper in place, yes, and that's control. I mean, that's a parental control, a form of parental control. But I, I just, I you just allow like, you give them space to make their own mistakes, and make their own choices. But you do have a controlled environment until they get old yeah. enough to know the difference between what's good and what's bad. Yeah, and because I mean, they don't know until they know. And like we were talking about a young man today on our way in, I was talking about I was highlighting this young man. I was saying we should probably get this guy in on a radio station to talk to him because like. You see, a young guy is. I'm, I'm very impressed with him because he's going through. He is first of all talented beyond belief, and uh, he's very, very well known. He's gonna be very well known in, pretty soon, and he, and I'm gonna probably go check out a few of his his events this year that he has. Um, but he went through where he has a father that's uh, not present in jail, prison, and his mother's been in and out of treatment for six years, and he's been home alone with little siblings and stuff like that, making sure that they're okay with while excelling through his his, his own with his own talent. And um, he's about to blow up. I can guarantee you. Just well, I watch this kid. I see it. I mean, I see the, I see the specialness in this kid, and he's a friend of my son's. And I'm just like, I mean, I'm like, wow, this kid has got something. Yeah, and he's and he's got a good head on his shoulders, and and that's a real big thing whenever they come through like that um but you know what you're talking about with your son watching is seeing that's that's another thing with the world today um people have a tendency to let gadgets electronics and all that stuff raise their kids that's the babysitter right. that's the babysitter that's the um and like cameron was the same thing you know 
you know, he tell me, I watched this daddy or I watched that. And I said, why would you be watching stuff like that? And I'm just like, it makes me obsessed sometimes. And I, uh, end up, uh, I end up, uh, telling me, you know, you can't watch stuff like that. It's not real. I tell him like, he wants to like, Cameron's a superhero guy. I told you that if everybody knows that, that, and that's how I relate God to him, like as the best superhero and the greatest superhero of all time. Cause he created all the superheroes. And, uh, so it's a way that he gets, he gets to him. It's a way to get to his on his level, you know, so he understands it. But at the same time, if you're doing that, then if superheroes are real, then so are um, so are villains. Exactly. So he'll start highlighting villains, like uh, especially like the horror movie ones, and I'm like, right, you know, and then he'll he'll think the real. Like he was really, really last time he was here, he would be like, I think, um, you know, the it clown Pennywise. Oh, creepy! And he kept telling, you know, Pennywise was getting me in my dream. Like I said, well, why are you, you even watching movies with Pennywise? And I didn't, and I'm like, don't lie to me, Cam. <laughs> you know, how would you know who he is otherwise? Right. And you know, and that's one thing is I do not like him watching stuff like that and. But I don't like those kinds of movies. Period, man. I used to live on them kind of movies, but uh. But that feed that feeds your yeah. imagination. Our imagination is a tool. We're yes. supposed to put good things, things we want to happen, into our imaginations. Like I, I really believe that's what God created our uh, minds for. I agree, and I agree. Yeah. And I I believe He created music and and entertainment as such as movies and stuff like that to be used in a positive way, not in the negative ways they're used now. Right. I mean, right. like. I liked your comparison. I mean, freedom isn't really free if you think about it. Like, like the freedom to express whatever the heck we want. Like, yeah. There's there's consequences. There's a price we oh, pay. Oh, I know. I mean, like right. we can we can say what we want. You know, like we're we live in a very controlled society, and um, you got the freedom to go purchase things, and you know we got more freedom in this country than most people do in the in the world. And well, we live in the best country in the world, actually, but. Uh, we're, we definitely are controlled by a lot of things in our lives and that's just the way society has become and that's what I mean is like we're there's a quote that it's by an unknown person but it was like I read it on like uh, the back of uh, I can't remember what, what it was but it was actually a really intelligent quote it's like we the unwilling led by the unknowing are doing the ungrateful are doing the impossible for the ungrateful and That's I, interesting. And I, I read that, and I'm like, man, that is what is wrong with the world today. We, the unwilling, are led by the unknowing, doing the impossible for the ungrateful. And, and that is the truth. And there's a lot of truth in that statement. And I just, like, you know, I kept that quote. Like, I, I wrote it down, and I highlighted it for a long time because I really was just like, that's how I felt whenever I got that, that message that day. I felt exactly like that. I mean, like, I was doing so many things in my life that I didn't want to do. And uh, the people that I was doing them for, you know, they were led by things that really don't matter in life. Like they were, they were guided by greed, by uh, the need for power, stuff like that. Right. When we uh, when we move on from this life, when when we're honored and when we're, we're death is the reward. When we get to actually move on from this 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 life, right. And into the next, um, it doesn't matter how famous you are here. Because you're probably not going to be famous in, in heaven. I, I have a feeling, like, for, I don't know, I had a dream one time, like, you know, it's the person who was, uh, like, uh, lived a pretty humble life, but, you know, always was talking about God and lived in God's, lived in God's way, or the way Jesus taught us to live, helpful, honest, kind, caring, you know, and talked about his teachings. That's probably going to be the rock star in heaven. 
you know, right. the rock star here is probably going to be the person that's like, you know, collecting tickets for that guy or something. You know, I just right. have a, you know, and it doesn't matter how many billions and millions of dollars you have here. Can't take it with you. You can't take it with you. Mm-mm. So just, you know, all you people that are hung up on money out there, just think about this. Whenever you're done, all them people that you didn't want to have that money, you're probably chopping it up as soon as you're, you're gone. Anyway, um, it's just, it's just like the ways of this world absolutely the material things the possessions none of that means anything the only thing that means anything is how you were as a person to other people and what you did to teach other people about the kingdom uh, about god and his kingdom and accepting jesus yes i mean you have to to understand and accept jesus because he did you know the reason we're able to talk to god is because of what jesus did before Jesus, nobody could talk to God. I mean, you had to, you had to sacrifice livestock to talk to God. And right. th- that didn't even guarantee you an audience. And it didn't guarantee he was going to listen. Even if he did give you an audience, it didn't mean that he was going to do what you asked him to do. Because he's God. He's going to do what he wants to do. He already knows what his plan for your life is. He's already had that mapped out since the day you were born. Before that, even. So, you know, he basically gives you choices to either follow that path that he already had planned out for you and make it a lot easier on yourself by just surrendering it all all the problems that you have along the way to him because he'll help you guide you in that path or you can fight it like i did you know for so many years and just you know do the things your way and find out where that leads you you know to me it led me down you know a very dark road and dark place and to a spot where there was nobody that wanted to be around me at, at that point in my life and I didn't even want to be around myself I was I didn't like the person I looked at in the right. mirror every day right. and um, you know he he granted me grace and he basically said no are you done you know um, you tried it for you know almost uh, 40 years on your own Do you want, are you ready are you ready for me now and you know I surrendered a little at it wasn't all at once I, I I was I was I surrendered and it's all that matters is that I was I surrendered and I really wanted to know what he had for me and that little bit of surrender led to a complete surrender and then all of a sudden you know and there's still a daily repentance there's mistakes that be that's made that you know well what did I do wrong you know tell me what I did wrong because I really want to understand I understand this one because you know we make mistakes all the time we don't intend to but you know that is the reason why he's there he helps us he guides us he gives us the answers we need in the moments we need him and uh you know um i sitting in my car you know when i get in a certain place in my mind and it, it happens from time to time but i sit in my car eating some food and my friend calls me and, and uh instantly convicts me he's like Okay, you know, and he, stay, and, he, and he goes off on me. I mean, he's just going off, and this is the first time I ever really seen him get this. I mean, it almost seemed like he was getting angry. And uh, I didn't want to tell him, like, all right, I, I got you. I, I, you know, I didn't want to tell him, all right, I feel what you're talking about now. So I just kind of played it off a little bit and let him get a little more. I just, uh, uh, for some reason, wanted to uh, antagonize him a little bit. <laughs> and then I hung the phone up. <laughs> And he was messaging me, and then I said, I'll talk to you tomorrow in the church. And then he was like, all right. Uh, we talked, and, you know, he's, I said, yeah, you're right. I'm going to, you know, I have a calling on my life. I do know that, and I, and I did fight it for a long time. And it's scary to surrender. It's a scary thing when you're so used to holding on to control and holding on to 
the way that you want your life to go. Like, like when we surrender our lives to God, he doesn't like, I mean, I know for myself, like he, I didn't have a clear picture of like, okay, like if I surrender to you, then this is going to happen. And this is going to happen for sure. You know, like it was like, okay, like, do I, I looked at how my life turned out in my own hands and it was not good. And so I just was like, okay, do I either keep trying to do it in my power or do I actually like open my hands up and give you my life and let you do what you want? And I did that with everything with my son, with all my, with my family, um, with my gifts, like my musical gifts. Like I, I even like, there was a point where I was like, okay, like if this is, I, I don't want to do this in my own power, so I'm going to give it to you. And if you want to take it away from me, like, you can do that because I trust you. And I actually, like, gave my gifts to God, and he gave them right back, you know. Um, and, you know, but I believe that's that's something that we have to do, like, on a regular basis because I think we're just, we have a tendency to take back control, oh, you know, yeah. especially once we build momentum and we see things going Long a certain way, way. Yep. you know, we're like, oh, this is what I wanted, you know, but like... Then we take the wheel yeah, and, and yeah, all of a sudden it just seems like it goes down, <laughs> like, fast, you know? Right, right. So it's it's like, I'd rather... If, if I'm going to have anyone or any force manipulate me, I want it to be God. Yeah, exactly. I want to be influenced by the Most High, by the Sovereign, Almighty, yes. Jehovah, because he 